Welcome to Religiosanity, episode three. Yes. I'm Peter Rinaldi, and I'm here with Pastor Andrew Stelig. And what do you have for us today? I, I, I thought that we should uh, continue where we finished last time. We started to talk about um, monotheization yes. uh, of uh, Northwest Semitic religion. You know, how from the multiplicity of gods in uh, Israelite or Jewish uh, tradition uh, and particularly preserved in Hebrew Bible, we ended up with monotheistic religion, you know. And first we talked about the most obvious duality of gods, uh, and that was about Yahweh or Adonai, the Lord, and... uh, uh, God's uh, main opponent uh, in the Hebrew Bible, Baal. And we saw that uh, originally that was more or less accepted and then uh, phased out. Yeah. Uh, the Baal was a possible way of talking about Yahweh, for yeah. instance, uh, and, uh, and so on. This time I would like to take uh, it uh, a little bit differently and talk about how... Yahweh merged with the head of uh, Northwest Semitic Pantheon's uh, head. Uh, that was uh, God uh, El, or uh, sometimes pronounced like in Ugarit Ilu, mm. but those are the same consonants. And that deity or the name of this deity is a little tricky because uh, it it is uh, it has double function, this word ilu or el, uh, because it is firstly nomen proprium, uh, simply personal name, name of a deity el. That's how I use that until now. Mm-hmm. But also it is nomen appellativum, uh, which simply means common noun a general term, a god, mm. okay, and uh, that makes it uh, in any uh, annual uh, translation, for instance, or any uh, any text from ancient times, oh, a little tricky be really because, confusing. you know, are we talking about, yeah, yeah. exactly, are we talking about uh, El yeah. as uh, head of pantheon or just about God? Yeah. You know, I think that those uh, in, in minds and uh, thoughts of, of those people, it overlapped mm. to a large extent. It mm-hmm. was a quintessential God <laughs> mm-hmm. because it was uh, um, head of pantheon. But uh, at the same time, it, it could be used to describe assemblies of God, mm. for instance, and, and the seminal, uh, but it could be assembly of L. Mm. Uh, so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult to say. This, this God, even under its shortened name, like L, is of course preserved in Hebrew Bible, uh, even though uh, different forms, grammatical forms of this name uh, appear more common, but El appears in the, uh, in the Hebrew Bible. El is a God of Israel, and it is directly in the name Israel. And so wait, so what, is, what does this look like literally in, in, a, in a translated Hebrew Bible? 
E-L? No, it's not translated uh, like that, no. For instance, it is preserved as E-L uh, in the name of Israel and uh, often translated as God with capital G. Huh. Okay, uh, but and that 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 is based upon that conundrum. You know, is yes. it a name of the god or deity, or is it just an talking about yes. a god? Yes. Uh, so, but I want to uh, know how how you as a as a scholar mm -hmm. when when you're going through the Hebrew Bible, pinpoint. Okay, this is this is probably where they're talking about. L, the God, and not a general God. You, you have it, for instance, in Genesis, uh, El Elohe Israel. Oh. That is God, the God of Israel. Uh -huh. That would be the translation, uh -huh. uh, I, I think, in uh, New Revised Standard Version. Uh -huh. But I, I would translate it here certainly like uh, El, God of Israel. Oh. Uh -huh. In 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 another place, it is I am God, the God of your father. It it will be better to say I am L, the God of your father, yeah. for yeah. instance. Yeah. So uh, that is uh, L was the oldest God uh, in uh, even in Ugaritic literature, oh. uh, oldest of all gods. Um, he is called Father of Years. Hmm. Uh, that's one of uh, the epithets. Uh, uh, he was head of Pantheon, as I mentioned, you know, of, of the, all the divine council. Um, he had uh, a spouse, a consort, uh, Asherah. Hmm. And uh, he was a progenitor of other deities. Um, and besides that, also father of Adam, which would be man, but with capital M. <laughs> and uh, that would be divine king. Hmm. Originally, that was not meant to be completely democratized uh, like any man, you know, or mm -hmm. people. Uh, originally, it was uh, just, the, again, that kind of quintessential uh, man. And mm -hmm. it was, of course, king or divine king. Mm -hmm. So, uh, El, as such, was ruler of the universe and supreme arbiter. And if there was arguments between gods, for instance, uh, it's documented that, uh, you know, El would have the last word. Mm. And... Another description is uh, full of grace and compassion, you know, and this description goes through the Hebrew Bible all the way to Al-Quran mm. uh, for El. Mm -hmm. And that is also how we uh, hear about El until now in our own faith, but also in other Semitic faiths. Uh, so. Um, L is uh, behind uh, another way of talking about God uh, in, in Hebrew, which would be Eloah. And that's probably the closest to Allah. Mm. Uh, and that's again, uh, simply God. Mm -hmm. But 
difficult to say whether with capitalized G or just lowercase g. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a common way of speaking about God. Mm. And the most common uh, way of talking about God in Hebrew Bible then would be Elohim. That would be from Eloah, but plural. Uh, and uh, it's pluralis maestaticus, uh, simply plural of royalty, mm. of majesty, uh, but it's translated as singular God with capital G in Bibles. Uh, and that's the most common uh, term used uh, through the Hebrew Bible. But all of that harkens back to what where we started with El or Ilu. Uh, uh, as uh, original uh, Semitic name for God and also head of Pantheon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here you have, and uh, there is this merger uh, of, of this uh, deity with uh, God Yahweh, mm -hmm. uh, where unlike how it was with Baal, where Baal was the, the name faced out, yeah. and as at least name for Baal. Uh, here it, it has been fully embraced and turned more into and just the general way of talking about God, uh, to a large extent forgetting that uh, original meaning of that, uh, that it was a proper deity name, Al. With Baal, there was characteristics that were mm -hmm. taken seep over. Yeah, seeping yeah, yeah. in. Seeping over, carried over. Was there, is there stuff like that with Al? Oh, of course, Yahweh, of course. Yeah, yeah, you know, because I, I just mentioned that uh, it is, uh, you know, God is described as full of grace and right. compassion, for instance. Uh, the supreme arbiter, mm -hmm. uh, the father of a man mm -hmm. uh, with capital M. Uh, the an association with royalty, mm -hmm. and that that clearly uh, is present in in the Hebrew Bible. You know, first of all, about the creation of man, uh, and uh, then also um, in the close relationship of of God with royalty, and. Uh, King being born to God, mm -hmm. you know, or being being an son of God, mm -hmm. and that goes all the way uh, to uh, messianic expectations and language mm. from pre-biblical polytheistic uh, milieu through Biblical or Hebrew Old Testament tradition into the New Testament theology and language about Christ until now. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, how far we can go. And that's also very interesting what we mentioned in our episode one, I think, that uh, you know, by knowing about these polytheistic roots, we are really seeing all that length and uh, immense history mm -hmm. of theological concepts mm -hmm. and ideas. 
uh, in their different historical permutations, but very often carrying over substantial uh, load of meanings. Mm. Just like with uh, um, man of God, you know, mm -hmm. or son of God. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's, that's, that's exactly going all the way to these polytheistic roots. Uh, so um, that's that, that, that's one example. The other yeah. example, for instance, uh, uh, we have, uh, I, I mentioned that L had a consort or spouse, yeah. uh, Asherah. And uh, that is also present to some degree uh, in um, Israelite religion or, uh, oh, wait, no, you, you know, uh, <laughs> mostly in archaeology, but uh, there are certain aspects of it uh, appearing uh, in, in Hebrew Bible also. Right. Uh, that, uh, you know, as Yahweh merged with yeah. El, yeah. Uh, of course, that L carried over <laughs> uh, that relationship to to Asherah, hmm. and then it created, of course, a major conflict or problem within the Hebrew Bible, as it was going towards monotheization, uh -huh. uh, so that Asherah became the female example of a foreign deity which needs to be suppressed. Yeah. To the point that, uh, you, you know, before Ugaritic discoveries and, and the more thorough study of ancient Near East religions, uh, it, there were scholars who were thinking that, that uh, you know, Baal and Asherah, you know, because they are so often mentioned in Hebrew Bible and almost like together, yeah you know, like opponents of, of yeah. Yahweh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and rivals, uh, and the deities which need to be suppressed or uh -huh. cleansed, uh -huh. uh, to the point that, that people thought that Baal and Asherah were a divine couple. <laughs> which, the more we learned about ancient Near East, we discovered that that's not the case. Mm -hmm. You know, it was more like uh, uh, Asherah would be from a different generation of gods. Mm -hmm. Baal belongs to the, genera to the younger generation. Mm -hmm. uh, so they, were, they, they definitely functioned together and there are myths about them interacting and so on. But uh, for Baal, the partner uh, in, in Ugaritic texts would be goddess Anat. Uh, or in elsewhere, Ishtar, uh, more. Uh, while Asherah would be with God El, and would be almost like a motherly figure to these younger mm -hmm. gods. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's simplification, all of this. You know, we, we are just having a discussion, yeah. not an learned article yeah, or, yeah. or book uh, about yeah. it. But uh, uh, that th 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 is interesting, you know. And uh, so uh, I, I think that next time uh, we, can, we can talk a little bit more about uh, these uh, goddesses uh, and 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 their relationship and you know how we have uh, uh, spouses of gods uh, even in the That's Bible crazy. and and in the 
in the environment around, you know, like archaeological discoveries uh, mentioning Yahweh and Asherah. Yeah. So, well, that's crazy yeah. because, like, it's crazy enough to think that there are multiple gods in the Hebrew Bible, mm -hmm. but then to think that they have spouses that are in there too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, it, you you need to know where to look yes. and and certain because the other thing is as as we as we have seen uh, first of all on on a level of the Hebrew in the Hebrew Bible, there is this. Uh, constant desire to purify it and cleanse yes. it uh, of these uh, of these poly po polytheistic yes. uh, uh, artifacts yes and then in translations it goes even further because translators are often uh, people of faith they're the real purifica and, and, purificators right and and so they 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 mm, even if there are these hints uh, of uh, remnants or artifacts yeah. Yeah. left over from the older traditions, they tend to translate just uh, uh, in an easy way, so it yeah. would not kind of poke out. In, in the polytheistic time, was Baal and El existing at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, Baal uh, was uh, the more active god, more involved with day-to-day -day life of people, mm. while El, as the head of Pantheon, was mostly like presiding, uh, uh, presiding yeah. over the rules and the operations of the whole world, but not directly involved. Uh, so overseeing the the harmony mostly among gods mm -hmm. rather than uh, directly uh, uh, in the world. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think hmm. that simply by the desire of having the, you know Yahweh as as the only God, it was almost inevitable that the Yahweh would merge this way with El. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and would uh, kind right. of take over uh, characteristics of Baal, but uh, reject the any mention of that god. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it actually makes uh, relatively good sense, uh, right. you know, when you think about the strategy of, of, of monotheization. Right. Right. You know, and I don't think that they, they, it has ever been one person who said, you know, or even group of people, you know, this is the way we are going to achieve this goal or something mm. like that. I think it was yeah. kind of like an organic process uh, leading towards that. That's interesting. That that was on my mind. Like yeah. that, that was a question that was on my mind. Like, was this really like mm -hmm. some some kind of uh, uh, designed flow or was it just... Uh, not, not necessarily, yeah. you know, it was, uh, that's, that's where I would employ the Christian theology and talking about the spirit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's so, kind of like a spirit carrying it forward. Uh, so you, you do know, you really, like, I mean, is that a real belief that you have? I'm, I'm, I'm asking. You, you know, you, you, you cannot put a finger on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but there is a clear yeah. drive 
you know, yeah. or tendency of, of going in a certain direction. Yeah. And so one metaphoric way of talking about it would be talking about the spirit. There's no other anthropological reasons mm -hmm. why monotheism would be the, the necessary um, outgrowth of civilization. Yeah, because for instance, just observing it, you you have polytheistic systems in modern times yeah. uh, existing, say in uh, in India, right? In Hinduism, coexisting in the world uh, with monotheistic systems, mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily peacefully, you know, because if you observe the the history. Uh, of the conflict between Islam and Hinduism, for instance, mm -hmm. you will see immediately, you know, that it is a bitter time, mm -hmm. uh, and even until now, you, you know, it's 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 a problem. There are, but at the same time, there are consequences, and that's another thing which we can discuss. Uh, um, if if you have. Uh, if you compare polytheistic system, religious system with monotheistic uh, religious system uh, and, and how they operate in the world, they are different. Mm -hmm. And there are consequences and certain problems which monotheization brings along or mm -hmm. suddenly appears. Mm. Uh, and that can be discussed also, uh, you, you, you know, especially if you look into the strict uh, uh, monotheistic uh, versions uh, of, of religion, which probably in its purest form currently would be not necessarily Christianity, more Judaism, and even more so Islam, right. because that's very, very pure monotheism. Mm. Mm -hmm. But again, that will be another uh, yes. another talk. So now and we open several potentials for potential for doors, potential windows. Yeah, for for future episodes. But the next time we talk, we're going to be talking about these 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 gals. Yeah, these, yeah, these, yeah. These the wives. Deep, the, yeah, goddesses. Yeah, <laughs> these yeah, goddesses. The, the goddesses. Yeah, yeah. That's that. that I, I think it's crazy. important. They they deserve. Uh, we gotta the, give the special the, mention. Gotta yeah. give the women their mm -hmm. their yeah. uh, their platform. Their voices have been silenced for too long. Is that what you're saying? Um, I, I don't think so because they they still linger and they are present. And, <laughs> you're scaring and, and, me now. You know, now you're starting to scare no, me. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, you know. We, Fine. <laughs> Join us next time. <laughs>